My name is Carl Hinder and you're listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast, the podcast for salon and spa owners who are looking to grow. The only thing stopping you is you. Episode 43. There's only two things you need to do in your business and this is part two. Last week in part one, I told you that enhancing quality in your business was one of the two essential things that you needed to focus on, especially if you're one of those business owners who thinks that reducing prices is the way to grow your business. It really isn't. It's all about improving, growing and developing the quality in and of your business. Now, there's a part two to this. Part two is even more important. They absolutely go hand in hand. And part two is focusing on revenue, increasing revenue, increasing sales. Some people argue that it's about cash flow. Some people argue it's about profitability. But look, if you're not increasing the revenue, if you're not increasing the sales coming into your business, you have no cash flow and you have no profitability. Hopefully in the last episode, we established that there's two parts and the first part was establishing quality in your business. Now, I'm really kind of concerned that you might take that to mean procrastinating over the most minute, uh, small detail that you have. Maybe you're worrying about how your logo looks or how clean, I don't know, the, the spoons are or something like that now yes all of that is absolutely essential but i don't want it to delay the core of what i'm trying to say the core of what i'm trying to say is the client has to experience a consistently good and improving experience they have to be going through this process where they can never be critical of anything whether that's the temperature of the building whether it's the speed at which you work or the way they are treated or the way they are greeted greeted and treated whatever it is you've got to be ensuring now if you're a salon owner we'll talk about this a little bit later on who's always on the back of a chair always in a treatment room then you're going to be stuck aren't you how are you going to focus on pushing and ensuring that this quality is here bearing in mind that I've already told you it is 50%. It's half of the solution. And the second part is about revenue. Or if you want to call it sales, call it sales. Sales, revenue, you know, get in your hands on the money, guys. At this stage, I'm not actually even talking about holistic business growth. You know, if you've got a salon, spa, clinic, or any business for that matter, and you've got, say, four staff or three staff or five staff, I'm not saying that we have to turn that into a 20-person operation. What I'm saying is, what are you doing to maximize the revenue, sales, or income for the capacity of that property? Yeah, the capacity of that manpower. That's the kind of starting point. So I don't want you to kind of overthink this and say, you know, Carl's trying to turn me into a a 10 salon chain or a a 10 clinic chain. That's not what I'm saying about at this stage, although the habits that you should form when you focus on quality and revenue as the only two things, by the way, the only two things that you need to focus on. And I'm talking about as the leader, as the entrepreneur of this business, when you focus on these things, you will absolutely grow your business. It's kind of like a side effect. You focus on the quality of everything. You focus on revenue generation. 
the side effect of focusing on these is business growth. I know that when I say it, it seems very, very obvious, doesn't it? You focus on the quality and you focus on generating sales, then, well, yeah, of course, Carl, that's what we do. However, when times are tougher, when times are awkward, difficult, when we have recessions and inflation and fuel poverty and negativity, general negativity in the economy, which isn't always the same as financial negativity, by the way, when we have negativity in the economy and when that negativity sets into your mindset, into the client's mindset and your staff mindset, you behave in a different way. And I want you to fight against this. Your kind of go-to process in this situation is to actually cut costs. So instead of focusing on things like improving the processes or implementing them, sometimes you don't even have them to improve, or looking at the overall environment and focusing on, on revenue and systems and procedures, what do you do? You go and focus on being restrictive, on rescinding, on basically, let's call it cost cutting. Yeah. Now, I'm not against cost cutting in the sense of cost control. I don't think there's a, a coach or a consultant out there that would say, you know, don't control your costs. I would absolutely say control your costs. But you have a an incorrect bias. You are focused in the wrong area. When you switch to cost control, things really fall apart. If there's people out there telling you, focus on your costs, you are going to end up in a quagmire, a real difficult position that's hard to get out of because you've got to grow your sales, revenue and income if you ever want to develop. And In fact, if you want to survive, you've got to grow. And I'm, let me explain this a little bit more. When you actually cut back on costs, now go back to week one. I told you, part one, not week one, part one. I told you that the quality of everything has to be enhanced, has to grow, has to de develop. Then you can't do that if at the very same time, on the other hand, so to speak, you are cutting back on costs. How can you? You can't give the same service, the same treatment if the costs are being cut back. You know, if you're cutting back on, I don't know, heating or lighting or electric or gas, and the salon, spa, or clinic is not as warm as it was, not as warm as it should be, not as comfortable. Yeah, it's not the same environment. I mean, that's just a simple example. I see people changing brands of products to try and save their money, but we both know, in fact, if you include the client, all three of us know that the outcome is not as good. And if it was as good, well, Maybe we should have been using them in the first place, but very, very often we change brands to try and keep that price down instead of increasing the quality, increasing the environment, improving the environment, and focusing on the revenue. Now, this isn't one. Of, this isn't one of those mindset podcasts. I'm not doing that today. This is just simple. You focus on the quality, and that is a contradiction to not looking at revenue. You can't focus on quality whilst keeping your revenue limited. So you can't focus on the quality whilst limiting the cost. So I'm not saying just go and spend anything. I'm saying absolutely, yes, go and control the cost. But let me give you an example. Let's say you want to manage your costs. And I've said it a number of times now, you should absolutely manage your costs. You sit down, you get half a day, 
Yeah, you go and check your bank statements, you phone up the electric company, you move suppliers, you do whatever you've got to do that day. Maybe it takes a whole day. And then what do you do? Then you forget about it. You put it aside, I should say, not forget about it. You take the actions you need to take, you put that aside, and then you focus on revenue building. You know, if you're going to focus on cutting back costs, let's say you're going to cut back staff. Well, those staff either had a function which enhanced enhanced, enhanced uh, customer service in your business or it was just badly managed. So if it's badly managed, then it's a legitimate um, cost cutback. That's fine. I get that. But most people in your business have a legitimate role. And if they're fulfilling that properly, you can't cut them back. You can't cut their hours back without affecting the quality of service. You getting this? So you've got to focus on the quality of service in combination with revenue growth and not cost control, not cost reduction. Now, the thing with cost reduction is that you can never win. Because let's say today you do a great job and you sit down and maybe you'll save yourself hundreds of pounds, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, and you're there. And you've just cut back on all of your overheads, maybe on your staffing, maybe on your supplies, maybe on your utilities. Okay, and you're at a point. Today, you've succeeded in something. However, tomorrow... Sometime tomorrow, and I literally mean tomorrow, and not just the metaphorical tomorrow as in weeks and months and years ahead. Literally, tomorrow, inflation has just increased by a certain amount. A couple of percent, yeah, a fraction of a percentage has, has been added to your costs. Now, if your overheads have stayed the same, you've lost the battle. Because if your overheads are... Um, what do they call it? If your overheads are standardized, if you like, or if I'm, I hear people saying, you know, I can't, I just want to stabilize my sales. I just want to hold them at this level. No, you don't. Holding them at that level means that every day, week, month, and year, they are actually decreasing. Yeah, because of inflation, because costs are going up faster than you are growing your sales. So you've got to get out of your head. Cost control, no, sorry, cost reduction and an obsession with cost control isn't in line with enhancing the ongoing quality in your business. And it's definitely not in line with increasing your revenue. So it's quite strange, isn't it, that we don't focus on revenue, on income, on sales. I keep saying it, don't I? You get what I mean, right? The money coming in, why don't we really, really focus on that coming in? Well, there's lots and lots of reasons, but the key one is that it's not easy. Yeah, we don't focus on it because the easy things, the ones that you like doing, yeah, the things you enjoy or they just, you know, maybe a push of a button on social media or something like that, largely they don't work. But the things that you really, really need to do I'm not saying they're hard, they're quite easy to do, but they require a lot of discipline, a lot of self-discipline. And that is the the, the core, um, that's the problem here. I mean, there's um, a quote out there that says something like, discipline will beat or will trump uh, talent and skill. And it will. If you're a disciplined person, if you make sure everything happens in your business in the right way, oh my, my word, you will accelerate, you will skyrocket that business. 
but very few people are. Most people want to kind of play with the business, enjoy the the fun parts of the business too much. Now, I don't want to take away the fun from your business, of course, but it's true. It's the discipline of doing the challenging and difficult things that are stopping you from progressing your progressing, increasing your revenue. But when you start to focus on revenue, on the money coming into you and generating it, when that is your focus every day, if not all day, every day, certainly the majority of the time, then you start to understand your business. You understand what it really means. So if I give you an example, let's say you, you're going to say, Carl, I'm going to increase my revenue. And I'll say, great, how much are you going to increase it by? And you say, I don't know. I just, I just want to grow it. Yeah, I just want to have more. Well, look, more doesn't mean enough. So you've got to put a scale on. You've got to put a size on. You've got to say, right, I need to generate, I don't know, 10,000, 100,000 pounds or dollars more than I do now. Now, just coming up with that number you're going to have to justify that to yourself. There's going to be a reason why that number is there. Maybe it's for expansion. Maybe it's for, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's for your personal life. You want to buy a house. Or maybe you want to grow the bit. Whatever it is. You see, you've already triggered a thought process. You've started to say, I need X amount of income, extra revenue. And I need it for this reason. Now you know the size of the challenge. Now you can work out the size of the action. Now you can say, well, I'm going to need extra staff to achieve that. Or I'm going to need to focus on certain other disciplines. You with me, guys? I'm going to talk about disciplines uh, in a moment. But you're going to be able to focus on things to achieve the goal that you've set yourself. And you've set the goal based on something true and factual. And it's so rewarding because growing revenue keeps you ahead of the business problems. That pushes down your business stress. And I think all of us are trying to avoid that. You know, keeping ahead of the business stress means you're going to be able to deal with things like, I don't know, increases in business rates or increases in taxation, increasing wage rates, or like I said a little bit earlier, increases in your personal requirements. Maybe you just need more from this business. Maybe you need uh, more finances or maybe you need more freedom. Either way, they only come as you focus on revenue growth. So maybe you've tried revenue building before. I hear everyone actually saying, Carl, get me more clients. You know, that's that's the usual call to action. But I also see lots of salons focusing on the wrong things. Usually the wrong things, not always, by the way, usually the wrong things are things like service courses, you know, things that ultimately help you deliver the service that you provide. Maybe it's a color service, you know, if you're in the hair sector, or maybe it's a skin service if you're in the um, the clinical or beauty sector for facials or whatever it is. And we focus on those because we can see the connection between doing them and gaining the money. But they're quite often the wrong thing. In fact, I really ask a salon, spa or clinic and um, to, I'm laughing because I've said that so many times, to actually do more of those things. Usually there's enough skill within the business 
but we don't focus on the real builders. You see, those things I told you already, those things are easy. Yeah, they're easy to organize, they're easy to do, but they don't increase your revenue much. The things that are difficult to do, the things, remember this now, the things that you need discipline for are the things that bring in the higher revenue. So retail, retail is probably the number one thing in our industry that is overlooked, that if you put the discipline in place, would increase your sales and your profit. Absolutely without a shadow of a doubt. Yet very few people want to commit to it. You know, want to really, really be disciplined about doing that. And there's other things, you know, things like suggestive selling, making sure the client has the service that they need, even if they didn't ask necessarily for that service initially. You know, great consultations. We are just not very good at doing consultations. We're good at getting them to fill out a bit of paper from time to time, but we're not very good at actually hearing, listening or hearing. Um, and there's other things as well, like uh, rebooking and staff accountability. All these things would skyrocket your revenue, guys, your income, if you were to be disciplined enough to implement them properly. Combining that all the time, by the way, with quality, yeah, with the quality of everything that you do. I want to transgress just a little bit because if you're under a lot of pressure in your business to actually deliver services and you're dealing, no, and you're delivering them yourself, you know, five, six days a week from eight or nine in the morning till six or seven or longer later at night, you're not ever going to really, really grow your, your, your sales base because what you're doing is you're trying to protect your sales base. You're trying to say, look, I can't give up the sales I've got, even though giving up at least some of the sales that you have and being disciplined about the other things would give you a much, much, much uh, better future and a much better level of revenue. So that is the contradiction. You are bogging yourself down trying to maintain what you have all the time because of things like inflation. Your business and your revenue is getting away from you. I'm going to leave you with this. Forbes recently said that 80% of businesses, now I appreciate this isn't just salon, spas and clinics, but 80% of businesses fail. And if you think about it, probably none of those or hardly any of those failed because their sales or their revenue or their income was too high. And that's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. Now, please take a look in the show notes where you will find a new link called The Way Forward. Get that downloaded. It'll give you some direction. It'll give you some inspiration. Now, I'm here every Sunday at 4 p.m. Please let other salon, spa and clinic owners know that I'm here. I catch you all on the next episode.